The Iowa Hawkeye women advance to their third consecutive Big Ten championship game. The Hawkeyes defeating the Maryland Terrapins 89-84 to on this Saturday. And it's funny, I'm already getting snarky responses on Twitter. Dean responding to me here a couple minutes ago. What do you think of Gabby now? I have nothing against Gabby Marshall, and I love the fact that I said some critical comments about her defensively yesterday, and I've it's not a new stance. I've made those comments before. I love how all of a sudden that means I'm a hater. I, I think it's great for Gabby Marshall, good for her making a bunch of threes today, and if she doesn't make those threes, they don't win this game. Um, huge day for Gabby Marshall, no question about it, and uh, made some big shots late. How about uh, McKenna Warnock stepping up and making some clutch free throws late in this game as well. If you're new here, this is from the Hawkeye of the Storm, Iowa women's basketball post-game coverage here, and we've got a phone line open. The number to call in to give your take or maybe ask a question about my take is 515-635-1601, 515-635-1601. You can also join by means of clicking the link in the description below. There's a little StreamYard link in the description you can Call in by means of StreamYard as well. I'll also throw it up in our live chat to uh, call in uh, to uh, recap the Hawkeyes. Uh, that's a victory. Let's for- not forget that Iowa lost to the same Maryland Terrapins team. Lost to them by, what, 28, 30 points a couple weeks ago. And um, I'm not shocked at all that uh, the Hawkeyes are going to be seeing Ohio State. What a performance by the Buckeyes. We can talk about that as well. Coming back from 24 down against the Indiana Hoosiers, the number one seed in this tournament. And so it'll be the Buckeyes and the Hawkeyes on Sunday afternoon at approximately 4 p.m. All right, let's get to our live chat before we uh, break down this game more and get to your live calls. A reminder that Iowa Smokehouse is uh, sponsoring our show. We've got some of their information down on the bottom ticker. So check out awesome deal from Iowa Smokehouse down in Albia. And a reminder about Iowa Smokehouse as it relates to this wonderful local company. Again, it's an Iowa company. It's supporting this channel, supporting this show. You can check out their products by visiting iowasmokehouse.com and you can get 15% off your order by using this code Hawkeye at checkout. That's the code Hawkeye at checkout at iowasmokehouse.com. Tasting is believing with their beef jerky, their meat sticks. Uh, I had some of their salsa a little bit ago. It's awesome stuff. And again, all their products can be found at iowasmokehouse.com. $50 orders, you'll get free shipping. How about that deal from the guys down at Iowa Smokehouse? And we appreciate them sponsoring our postgame coverage here, men and women, throughout the month of March. All right, let's get to our live chat. Uh, We start with CJ. This is not a... (laughs) CJ, you're, you're not the only one who feels this way. Win, despite the terrible officiating. Um... I'll say this, Diamond Miller, how many times did she get to the free throw line? I think she drew 11 or 12 fouls in this game, shot like 14, 15, 16 free throws somewhere in there. Let me grab the stats here. That That is a very high number. I will say this. I, I don't think the officiating was all that bad. I don't mean to sound like Gary Close here. I don't think the officiating was as bad as maybe some people are making it out to be. And I'm not saying, CJ, you're doing this, but... I wouldn't necessarily call it terrible. Um, I thought most of those fouls called in favor of uh, Diamond Miller were probably good calls. Iowa does have an issue defending uh, dribble penetration. We've talked about that before. It's not just to get about Gabby Marshall, um, but you do feel like Iowa has a problem just defending without fouling in general. 
And, you know, you've got to maintain verticality. And more often than not, Diamond Miller, long arms, uh, really nifty around the basket. And she's aggressive, right? She attacks. And I think at times Iowa struggled to maintain verticality. I think most of those were correct calls for the game. Diamond Miller, let me give you the free throw stats for Miller. 12 of 16 from the free throw line. She kept him in this game, folks. No one else on the team attempted more than four free throws in the game. All right, let's get to our first caller. Thank you for calling from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? All right, nobody there. We can move on. Let's go to Jason. Great overall performance by all the starters. Let's talk about the Hawkeye starters. Uh, 21 points for McKenna Warnock. Boy, quiet. Felt like a quiet 21, didn't it? I mean, she made some big free throws there down the stretch. But a, a quiet 21 for McKenna. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. Again, huge free throws. Costly turnover there at the end committed by uh, Caitlin Clark uh, on the offensive foul, a push-off, which was a, a bit questionable. I'll give you that. But McKenna Warnock saving the day with a couple big free throws and then made two more big free throws to seal the deal, put them up by five late. Monica Sonano had 15 points, eight boards for Monica, along with two assists. She was 7 of 12 from the field, 1 of 1 from the free throw line. Caitlin Clark, 22 points for her, nine assists, five boards, Five of 13 from the uh, three-point line for Caitlin. Seven of 18 overall from the field. Gabby Marshall, the 21 big points. Seven threes. Yes, seven threes on 13 attempts for Gabby. Almost all of those were open. That is nothing against Gabby Marshall. Credit her for making the open ones, and that's what her that's what she's got to do, right? I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but she's going to find herself, especially when we get down to tournament play, which we're in tournament play, but I'm talking even into the NCAA tournament. Um there is going to be plenty of opportunities for Gabby Marshall to knock down open threes. The question is, can she do that? Uh, she's struggled at times. And, you know, the bottom line is she made them today. And when they when she makes free throws, this team is a lot better. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. Comment here from freedom liberty who disagrees with me again i completely disagree Corey. the refs were definitely biased our players were mugged all game and didn't get calls uh, part of i'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying the officiating was great i didn't think it was terrible i think part of what we're looking at here with iowa women and, and again give them credit these two games in this big 10 tournament i think have been great tune-up games for the ncaa's partially because of how these two teams play and yes they're familiar opponents but we talked about maryland uh, produce physicality yesterday Maryland takes that a step further. They're, without question, I think, the most athletic team in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, they are very physical, and maybe the officiating favored them a bit, perhaps because uh, the officials just let more occur. But the fact that Iowa was still able to win this game uh, and score 89 in spite of maybe some questionable calls and certainly a boost in physicality, I think, is a good sign uh, for times to come. Uh, it was a weird, weird stat line. When you look at those numbers, I read 21, 15, 22, 21, and 10 from Iowa's starters. They had three girls come off the bench. They totaled 0, 0, and 0 with two field goal attempts total. Two field goal attempts for Iowa's bench, zero points. Incredible. Hannah Stolke, 0 of 1 from the field. And Lisa Bluter, we talked about this yesterday, continuing to shorten that lineup and uh, as she does that, um, you're going to see less and less minutes for, you know, women like Sydney Falter, 
Uh, even Molly Davis and Hannah Stolke, who have been regular parts of this rotation. Now, Stolke will find her time, especially when Clark's or when uh, Sonano's in foul trouble. But it was good to see uh, the starters play so well together. And you hope that that uh, you hope that they get more production from their bench than zero, zero, and zero. Obviously, that's that's hard to sustain as well. But uh, boy, a lot of firepower in that starting lineup. And when's the last time you've seen a starting lineup account for eighty nine points at any college level? We're talking about men or women. That is impressive. You can look at it either half full, glass half full, or glass half empty. Kelly, thank you for reminding everybody. If you're new here or if you've just joined the stream, please hit that like button. Please hit the little thumbs up button. It does help us in the algorithm. And of course, if you uh, have not done so already, please share the show out on social media. I would appreciate that as well. ZJ, happy about Gabby and her success. Absolutely. Um, Eric, again, were the refs really that bad? Uh, I mean, we, we can look at free throw attempts. How about we look at free throw attempts? Maryland shot 24 free throws to Iowa's 15. So there's definitely a discrepancy there. Again, Diamond Miller accounted for 16 of those. Uh, Warnock shot six free throws. Clark shot six free throws. I just I do think a lot of that was how Diamond Miller attacks you and, and some of the intangibles that she has that nobody else does. And she is a hard guard. That's why she's of anybody in this conference. She's right there at the top of as far as pro prospects. And certainly Caitlin Clark will have an opportunity to play at the next level in a year or two whenever she chooses to do so. Uh, but Di- Diamond Miller is a future WNBA star. Um, I don't know if Clark is or not. I hope hope she is. But uh, Diamond Miller has what you want physically in a WNBA player. So, uh, And Kelly, she says every time Diamond Miller touched the ball, she flailed around. They called a foul on Iowa. It was ridiculous. So a, a lot of people uh, feel like the officiating was a major factor today. Uh, CJ talks about the mugging that was going on, no calls. Uh, and Matt, yes, Gabby, what a couple of games for her let's go to our iowa smokehouse call in line our, our first actual caller of the day ryan welcome to the show sir. wow that was a quick call um you're on it today sir oh yes sir yeah you you are uh you're giving our sponsor some extra air time that's okay that's great stuff isn't it well you know back here i got about five or six more packs as well because uh Is that 50 Oh, it was well it was well north of fifty. But I did get free shipping in my fifteen percent off. You got it, buddy. And um you know it's a great thing, Corey, because not only do you have great sponsors with great products, but I get to eat this stuff while I watch the Hawkeyes avenge a really bad loss at Maryland and uh we don't win this game without, you know, I'm a Caitlin crazy, but uh, Gabby Marshall, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Gabby Marshall should never have to buy another dinner in Iowa City in her life after tonight. And after tomorrow, probably the same thing. It's so, really good here for a stretch. Let's not forget, she was in a slump. Uh, about two-thirds through the Big Ten season, and she was really struggling from behind the arc. And, you know, one way to – to uh, and, and we saw this with Peyton Sanford, the one way to find yourself out of a slump is just to keep shooting. Now, she's not as natural of a three-point shooter as, as Peyton Sanford is, but she has shot her way out of the slump, and it helps when you're open. I'm not taking anything away from Marshall, but 
teams have really made it hard on Sonano these last two games. And when you collapse yep. down on Monica, uh, it's going to create more opportunity for Iowa's outside shooters. Well, it comes down to like, you know, when you got a couple big guys that are limiting Phillip and a guy like Sanford or Tony Perkins or somebody, you know, can make up that difference. It's really no different. And uh, the Iowa women, how many years in a row are they in the Big Ten? Three. Yeah. yeah. Three straight years. I mean, Lisa Bluter, good Lord. What a legend. And um, I remember in 1998, when I graduated from Iowa, I'm 47 now, um, I wondered if our women's program was going to be possibly sunk. And in 2001, 2000, 2001, Lisa came over from Drake. I was living in Des Moines at the time. And she did a great job at Drake. And I cannot tell you just how proud I am of these ladies. Um, they have a really nice player named Clark, who's arguably top five best women's player of all time. And she's not even close to done yet. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is much watched TV, right? It, it really is. It is. I had the whole family watching tonight. And um, I, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm beyond the moon how proud I am of the ladies. And look, I, I, Ryan, I've been, you know, I've been critical of, of, of Lisa Bluter at, at times. Uh, I've been critical of Fran at times. I've been more than critical of Kirk Ferentz. I'm not afraid to be critical of any of the Iowa coaches, and I like all three of them. But here's the deal: you, you've got to give credit where credit is due, and Lisa Bluter has figured out this tournament she she's figured out this tournament now can they win in the NCAA tournament we'll see they've been to a sweet 16 obviously a lot more recently than the, the Iowa men have but up until last season the Iowa men hadn't been to a hadn't won a big 10 title since what 06 it's hard to win in this tournament whether we're talking the men's game or the women's mm-hmm. game you have 14 teams all in the tournament trying to to compete for a title for the women to have gotten to the championship game now three years in a row and have a chance to repeat the second year in a row that is really impressive, regardless of the defensive criticisms and regardless of what they do in this tournament coming up in uh, about a week and a half. Regardless, impressive stuff. It's good-looking stuff. You know, they got some good, by the way, some good, I was told, and I haven't done this yet, they got some good lagers, some good beers that go with go with the, uh, the meat products from Iowa Smokehouse, but we can talk about that another day. We'll talk about that another day, uh, I'll, I'm going to look for a glass of milk soon to celebrate. But anyway, um, you know, as far as Fran goes, last year, I mean, my knock on Fran, as much as I really do appreciate him, my knock on Fran was always that he struggles in the Big Ten tournament. Then they win it, only to put up a, a turd show against Richmond in the first round, which was probably about as good of a draw as you could ask. So, you know, that was far- a, that is what you are right. It was a good. We forget that it was a good draw. You had Providence that advanced. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, I thought it was a pretty good draw. I agree. I was over the moon with our draw, and then you know we had one of those one out of every five nights where we just can't hit the three. Keegan, I think, got twenty one in that game, and was like, you know, our only. He wasn't even Keegan in that game. But, you know, we lost, and we lost fair and square because of athletic people. Now, two years ago, we got the uh, Oregon draw where they were the seven and we were the two. And, you know, they just they had quick guards who just ran all over us. You believe I, I don't mean to, this is a women's basketball show and we'll move on, but you, you, yeah. you know, there's, there's no one else. Come. We got one other caller on hold, but you're absolutely right. The, the game last year, great draw the year before Iowa was a two. We realized that, that Iowa was a two. <laughs> Think about that. With, with one of the best player, top 10 player in big 10 history. Well, that on team your had, team, and, 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 and Jordan Bohannon and Joe and Wieskamp. So you had some, you had three NBA players on that team. Now, like, you know, not to age myself, I told you I'm 47, but I remember the '87 team really, really well. Best team in Iowa history, and we had seven NBA players on that team. You know, BJ, Roy, Ed, Gamble, Lojas, uh, Bill Jones, and Les Jepson. And so, I mean, how crazy is that? You know, um, we had nothing even close to talent. You know, I, I would argue 93 with Chris Street alive would have probably gone far. Um. And then, you know, you had the 99 team that made it to the Sweet 16 with seven seniors plus Dean Dean Oliver. Um, You know, J.R. Koch, who was on the other night, was on that team and got drafted. And Settles was Settles. Not Settles of old, though. He was a good player, but he was, you know, more like a 10, 11, 12 point a game guy instead of an 8, 16, 17, 18 point a game guy. But anyway, not to divert too much. Um, next year, we, you know, Hannah Stolke looks like she's going to be a really, really good player to take Monica's spot. Um, we got four real season players and Bluter clearly knows how to win in a tournament. Um, I think we could be national championship contenders next year. I really do. Um, Clark is well, Clark. They're going to play, play a little different, right? Cause they're not, I mean, unless Addison O'Grady takes a big step forward, you're probably going to see Hannah Stolke at the five a lot. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's she's you know she's a totally different player. I think she's more of a four. But if they play her at the five, uh, do we see Jada Gianfi some? I mean, they've got some reserves right now that aren't really playing much. Um, we know Warnock is moving on. You get Martin and Marshall back. You get Clark back. You get, uh, as you mentioned, Hannah Stolke back. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, national. I think South Carolina. There's a clear uh, 
gap between South Carolina and everyone else right now. But there's not a gap in the Big Ten between anybody. And Iowa, I, honestly, I think Iowa's the best team in this conference. I know they, they lost. Absolutely one. are. They absolutely are. And we're going to prove it tomorrow when I call in your show and eat a little more of my large order of Iowa Smokehouse. So, so here's the deal. I, I, got, a, I got a month's worth of it. Real quick, Ryan, I just want to tell you. So the plan tomorrow is stand by because there'll be some more information coming. I, I've not finalized everything, but we are going to have two post games tomorrow. And they likely will not be. They'll likely be back to back. They'll likely both be in the evening. So the, the men's post game, the men's game is at one. Uh, uh, we're not done here, but I just want to tell everybody the men's game is at one o'clock tomorrow on BTN. We'll have Iowa post game with coach Gary close likely later in the evening. So it will not be immediately following the game. I don't think um, we'll have the Iowa women taking on Ohio state in the big 10 championship game at 4 PM. So we'll likely do a post game show right after that game and then follow that with Iowa men's basketball post game with coach close. That's the plan right now, but stay tuned for more information. But are you uh, going to have a woman's uh, representative ex-player coach i'll tell you that you know, wouldn't that be great wouldn't that I be mean, great? you I, know I, is I, there I, any way of getting kara consuegra who is the uh charlotte coach to watch the game and come on or obviously you got swag with ex-iowa coaches so well, I'll see. Just what, asking. Just asking. I don't know if I got swags, but, but I'll, I'll see what strings I can pull in 24 hours. <laughs> How's that sound? I love it. Uh, great day to be a Hawkeye. And uh, and uh, tomorrow, we're going to be the champions. And um, I think we're going to be a two seed. And we're going to have a lot of partying to do tomorrow. Let's be a two seed. And then. Uh, I just hope, I just hope to goodness that we don't like do what happened last year, where you're on fire, you're playing the, your best basketball of the year. I'm, I'm talking about the men, and then, you know, well, the women gonna, too, the women too. Yeah, and then your your legs are gone or whatever because everybody else has to play these games. <laughs> And God forbid I say this, but, you know, is the narrative, we're okay, we lost against, I don't know who we'd play, the sixth seed or seventh seed, whoever, in the first round, but got rested and then went on a tear and made it to the Sweet 16. I won a Sweet 16 two weeks ago when I was on, we talked, and... You said a seven seed was pretty much the ceiling, and I agreed with you. Uh, not, did I say that? Yeah, you did. And and I agreed with you. Not, but that <laughs> was after say. we got blown out by Northwestern. Now uh, I, 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 I think I it say. might be better than that. I think it's close to the ceiling. I, I, I think maybe they climb to a six if they can win in the Big Ten tournament. Right. I, 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 At the time, though, when we got beat by 20 by Northwestern, and you said, well, right now I think, because I talked about 8-9 hell, and you said 7 is probably the ceiling. Yeah. I, now I agree that it might be a 6. Maybe. And maybe. If, you know, kind of like last year, it's no different. You know, we won the Big Ten tournament and got a 5. And 
stunk up to join against a 12-seeded Richmond team. I just don't want that to happen again. Um, and I'm, my last comment is Tony Perkins is going to be the difference. You know, in the NCAA tournament, you I need agree. really, really good guards. Play. Yep. And Tony has shown that he can be that alpha male guard who wills you to win if he has to. Um, we're going to need a big game out of him both every from here on out. But uh, I, 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 I think if we make a Sweet 16 or further, because I don't think there's a whole lot of separation this year, Perkins <laughs> Perkins is going to need to be the guy. You and, know, and listen, Chris gets his 21 or 22, whatever. Philip is Philip, and you need Tony to just shine. We have seen Aaron Euless play really good basketball, too. Those two guys need to play their best basketball. I mean, you, you talk about it. I think there's something to be said for guard play, and Tony's had two of his best games of his career these last two out. He's got to maintain that. He's got to sustain that tomorrow. Like, tomorrow's yep. a big day for him, regardless of who they play. They're at home against Nebraska. He needs to go out with a bang. And then we had three straight big performances. And, boy, that's momentum heading into uh, Chicago. So. Absolutely. Thanks for taking my call, and we'll talk soon. And go Hawks. I'm really proud Thanks. of the ladies tonight. Absolutely. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Ryan. Thanks. All right. Martin wants to know, is Iowa locked in as a two-seed in the tournament, or does a win tomorrow get them a one? Boy, that's a good question. I was thinking about that as Ryan was talking. Um, Indiana lost. I don't know. I'm certainly no bracketologist, but, uh, Indiana losing helps. Iowa beating Maryland helps. Maybe if enough, uh, pieces fall in place, I'd have to look at where uh, the other teams that are projected right now on that one line, but certainly I think Iowa's a lock at the two right now. You win tomorrow. Maybe you get to a one. But I think uh, you are locked in as a two seed. We also have to remember, and we've talked about this on the men's side, we also at times put way too much emphasis on the Big Ten tournament. And a lot of these these committee members, they don't. put. They, there's no reason for them to, to put more emphasis on the Big Ten tournament than any other Big Ten game. So tomorrow's a big game. It's an opportunity to another really good win. Um, and I would guess a quad one win. Uh, but... It, I don't think it necessarily is the deal breaker one way or the other. I think they're solid at the two, right? Or at a two spot right now, Martin. Uh, let's go to our next caller. Thank you for calling from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Okay, nobody there. Let's go to our next Iowa Smokehouse caller. Thank you for calling from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? Yeah, Corey, this is Pat from Minnesota. Hey, Pat, how are you? And, uh, great. I went to the game yesterday. I couldn't make it today, so I watched today's game on TV. But um, unbelievable performance yesterday. I mean, Gabby, I've, I've been kind of uh, bashing her all season. And uh, even, you know, for defense and not hitting the threes. Uh, but yesterday, she was all over the floor. She played a great defensive game, so I've completely turned changed my attitude towards her on defense. She played a great defensive game yesterday. And of course, today she was unbelievable. Um, but I also want to mention the crowd yesterday when I walked into the stadium and sat down and the roar of the Iowa crowd when it was definitely uh, Carver North 
when the Iowa team came out yesterday, which was fantastic. And the players, you could see they acknowledged it. They were clapping along, and the coaches were smiling and waving at the crowd. We must have had, I'm guessing, 7,000 people there. I don't know. Was it was just packed with Iowa. Uh, anyway, yesterday I thought I just wanted to talk about that game briefly because I was there. And I saw Caitlin. I think I would have gotten a technical if I were her, too, because there were really two bad calls before that, uh, the last foul when she got the technical. Uh, she was getting bumped around all day. Uh, there were a couple of fouls right before that she, before she got bumped, and I thought they should have been called. They weren't. And then, of course, that foul that she made, I thought she got all ball from what I saw. But anyway, so that's yesterday. And then, of course, today it was just unbelievable performance, as everybody has mentioned earlier. And uh, I, when I talk about Ohio State, when we played them the first time, they didn't have one of their best players. And she's back now. She started playing the last few games. So that's going to be a bit harder this time. Um, and I just hope our team's got enough stamina because the starters, as we all know, play just about the entire game. I've got all the stats, but I think you covered those earlier. Um, but Marshall, I think I wrote down for Gabby. Let's see what do I have here. Gabby has made 22 of her last 41 three-point shots, which is just incredible. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I just wanted to add the, my two cents worth to the conversation. And they just been a, they're just a fantastic team to watch. And of course, today it was a brilliant performance by every player. So, absolutely. Do you remember who? I'm just curious, Pat. Since you brought up, first of all, you are from Minnesota, correct? Uh, well, I'm, I originally uh, went to Iowa, got a graduate degree there. I was in like seven years in Iowa City, between undergraduate and graduate programs. And then oh, I moved back to get a graduate program because I'd missed all of the Hayden Fry era and, and just about Tom Davis. So I moved back to Iowa City so I could get involved with Hayden and and Tom Davis. Got my wife, my daughter went out to college, only kids, so uh, I, that way we could live anywhere. So I moved back to Iowa and lived there for 10 years, went to all the games. And then when I was in school there, I, of course, went to even some practices. I was a big sports fan now for 70 years uh, for Iowa. But um, anyway, uh, then we had to move. We moved up here because my daughter had her first child, grandchild. So we moved back to we moved up here to Minnesota. And, of course, I'm just thankful we get the Big Ten Network. And now you've got your show. So I feel like I'm still, you know, part of the hot crowd. And then, of course, yesterday I finally got to see an Iowa game up here. And I just almost I had tears in my eyes when that crowd was cheering and the band, and it was just fantastic sight to see. I was going to say you 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 have to be proud, a proud Hawkeye uh, with the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis. I am cr- uh, curious because I had a friend of mine ask me today, "What do you think the ratio of Hawkeyes to Terrapins in the crowd is?" And I guessed about five to one, maybe four to one, maybe a little bit more reasonable. What would you guess as far as Hawkeyes? Well, today to- it was hard to see, but I mean hard to tell. Uh, but I think I would say yesterday it was like, God, it was, seemed like about it was about eight to one. I think. I mean, there was very, very few uh, fans from the opponents, the Purdue fan, Purdue fan base. But Iowa had to be. I mean, we. I think we were everywhere you looked were Iowa fans coming in. I didn't. I saw very few Purdue fans, and uh, they just had a small contingency there. But we were we were huge. And today, I imagine it's pretty close to the same. And I will say this about Target, I, I playing at the at, at Target Center. It's a horrible place because for the acoustics. Uh, on TV, you just don't hear. On TV, you don't even hear the loudness of the crowd. But there, it's even worse. Um, I mean, at least I hear the roar every once in a while. But they just play this loud music all the time during the breaks and even when the teams come out to practice. And uh, But anyway, uh, much rather watch an Iowa game at Carver Hawkeye, that's for sure. 
Absolutely. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. Great, great point, too, because there are a lot of Hawkeye. I mean, I would guess you see quite a few Hawkeye alum up in your area. And I know a lot of people complained about the Big Ten tournament being moved to Minnesota. Of course, it's not going to be there every year. I like it, and I think it's advantage Iowa. It may not be as centralized for the Big Ten Conference, but you know the men, I think, are going to be up there next year. Um, yeah. I, I like that. I like the idea. And, and look, I mean, the, the Big Ten Championship has long – the tournament has long been played in Indianapolis and Chicago. Those are advantage – I know they're more centralized, but those are advantage Purdue, advantage Indiana, advantage yeah. Northwestern. So uh, if, I'm an Iowa, if I'm Iowa fans up in Minnesota or up northern Iowa – Get out to these games, and maybe tomorrow is too short a notice. But uh, the Big Ten tournament, at least, is if for on a rotational basis, is here to stay in Minneapolis. So I'm glad that you made it out, Pat, and uh, we'll see. Are you going to go to the game tomorrow? I'm not going to be able to tomorrow either. Uh, my daughter's not going. I don't. I can't get in all that traffic with my age now. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, uh, I'm 80 now. So I mean, it's a t- that's downtown traffic and everything. And so she was. She got loose and took me yesterday because she knew how much I love this team. And, of course, being an Iowa fan all my years. Uh, but anyway, uh, so she took me there yesterday. And she's not even a basketball fan. And I've raved about how great this team is and how much I love this team. And uh, how much I, I think Caitlin Clark, now this could be disputed, obviously, but I think Caitlin Clark's the best all-around basketball player I've ever seen in my 70 years of watching college basketball. Because she does everything. I mean, you know, she's not the best defensive player, but I mean, she's terrific, yeah. uh, you know, bringing the ball down and she shoots from, she can hit from everywhere, drives to the basket, takes a beating every game. It's just like yesterday, they just beat her up. Uh, today wasn't quite as bad, but, um, you know, she takes that beating every game and she keeps coming back for more. So, yeah, anyway. Pat, you, you, that's a great point. And I've talked about this before. It's, it's really, I think we're, we're going to look back at this stretch of, of years, the stretch of seasons uh, down the road and think, man, we kind of took it for granted because what a stretch. When you think about Caitlin Clark, uh, you think about Megan Gustafson, um, and then you look at the men, you've got Keegan Murray and Luca Garza. Luca Garza might be the best offensive player to ever play for the Iowa men. I know there's there's other guys you can throw into the mix there, certainly. But yeah. um, it, it's been an incredible stretch from an individual standpoint. The only thing lacking is tournament success, so maybe we'll get that this year. But you're absolutely right. Don't take that for granted because – she is phenomenal, and there's uh, I would venture to say Garza and Clark might be the two best offensive players we've ever seen play Iowa basketball. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I hope she gets National Player of the Year. She certainly deserves it. I mean, there's no question in my mind. Oh. I've seen a lot of basketball. I've watched what, a lot of top women games too. And uh, now Diamond Miller was great today. I mean, she's a good, really good player. Yes, she but is. But she's not the overall player that Caitlin no. Clark is, and there are very few are that good overall. So, and one thing about coming tomorrow now, the Ohio State game, I watched them play yesterday, and they have a player that we, you know, I think I mentioned this earlier. We haven't. She was out all season for about the last now the last seven games, or so she's getting more and more minutes. She's a great player. She played a great game today for Ohio State. So she's going to be available now to them. That's one problem. The other problem is they've got a fantastic press. Uh, maybe you saw some of that game. I don't know. But yeah. it reminded me of the Tom Davis press, which I mean, they, they was really effective against Indiana. Indiana had like a 22-point lead, I think, at one 24. point. 24. 24. 24, yeah, thanks. And then Ohio State threw that press on and uh, just really was effective. I mean, they got tons of points off of that, so. That's going to be another really good game tomorrow. I just like I said before, I hope we have enough stamina to, you know, because our bench obviously is thin. 
I wish uh, I wish the uh, all Nebraska player would have seen more time all year. I you know I've been hoping for her to come in and get more time. She just got in a minute yesterday. And I pointed her out to my daughter, and I watched her in the pregame, and she just kept drawing threes. You know, so she's going to be fantastic. She's going to be good eventually. Too. Yeah, but anyway, that's my two cents worth. And thanks again, Corey. Love your show. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate the call, sir. Yeah, good stuff from Pat, and uh, he's absolutely right. I mean, Taylor McCabe's going to be the real deal. She's young. She's a freshman. We haven't seen Jada Jamfi. I mean, she's. Uh, I think she's maybe got some athleticism that Iowa hasn't has lacked at times. Um, and so uh, it will be interesting to see um, as as it relates to the future. Uh, it's going to look a lot different next year, but let's just enjoy the moment now. I think we've got a fun march ahead, and uh, a lot of that features uh, a high, high octane offense. So it'll be fun to watch here moving forward. Um, appreciate our, our, our callers here to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. The uh, phone line is open 515 635 1601. 515-635-1601. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. James, welcome to the show. James. Hey, John. I was a little late today. For some reason, I didn't send me a notification you were on. And yeah. then I was like, the game is late. Uh, now I was like, it's been a while since I checked in and I seen you were here. So I, I appreciate that, sir. How are you? Good. Uh, first off, one name we forget we forget to talk about, too, because she's out with injury is Fearbach. Yeah. I forget she's even on the roster until I... I seen some the other day where she and I was like, dang, I forgot she's on the roster. But anyways, I feel like this is a game where we talked about, you know, uh Molly yesterday. And she she she's making threes, but she always shot him, you know, and I think that's something you want to see too, like her be confident in shooting that at least. So she didn't make any, but she at least shot a couple, at least two that I seen her at least shoot. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard. If Molly Davis can't make open threes, it's gonna be hard for her to play a lot. Um, it seemed like Warnock was struggling. Warnock plays a little better defense though, at least, but she was struggling a little bit from three. She hit a couple, but like she's three of like eight. She, she shot, yeah. I mean, that's not bad either. It seemed like she missed more, but it's just like when you get that kind of performance from somebody like Gabby Marshall, you obviously always want to win that game. And I think that's the most important thing because like you don't get performances like that from a lot of people. You know, a lot of times, and you don't want to lose a game like that where somebody hits seven threes because then that's kind of just like down. It gets you down a little bit sometimes. Right? Not seven. I don't know how many she hit, but well, one could argue. One could argue. Here's the deal, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. What we saw from Marshall and Clark's going to give you what she gives you. She gives you gives you 22 and five tonight, along with nine assists, but uh, and just two turnovers. So good day for Clark uh, in that respect. But let's not forget McKenna Warnock had 21 points, eight boards. So. Yeah, she was three of eight from three. Not terrible. She made some big free throws. She was perfect from the free throw line. Six of six, six of 12 overall from the field. Played 30 minutes. Big game for her. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, she, she probably could shoot the three ball even better. So, uh, you know, the one girl who was off today was was Kate Martin, who 0 for 5 from, from three. Um, I think Kate Martin's the best individual defender on this team. And she obviously can get hot from three. We've seen her get hot from three, but she chipped in nine boards as well, along with seven assists. So just a complete performance from a lot of different players, a lot of them, uh, all of them really in the starting lineup. So um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And we keep talking about the future. Kylie Fearbach, she's an interesting one because when she transferred from Iowa State, I don't know, again, I maybe had a misconception of what we were going to get from her, kind of like I had a misconception of what we were going to get from Molly Davis. But you wonder, a year of rehab, what will she look like when she comes back? I, I, that is going to be fascinating. But, and then, like, one thing you talk about, too, is, like, I think her Kate Martin a little bit, she got in foul trouble in the first half. So, like, I think that kind of, you know, get hurt her a little bit because, you know, she sat out for a while and they put they put Sydney in. So, like, 
I think they kind of hurt her a little bit, you know, getting her shot down. Sometimes sitting for a little bit can kind of get you a little rusty. But it's overall good just to see them play this hard, and especially against a Maryland team who, whether or not you went to or not, I think this is obviously, like you said, I think this is the best team in the Big Ten. So for you to get that win. And when when, when Clark went down too, I kind of got a little nervous when Clark went down for a second. She did hit the ground pretty hard, and for her to come back right back in was kind of surprising to me because I thought she'd be out just a little bit, but. Yeah, I, 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 that was good news because when she went down, I didn't know if yeah. it was a knee or what it was, but you watch the replay. looked like she got the wind knocked out of her. I think the, the one uh, one fear there is perhaps she suffered a, some sort of a yeah. bone bruise or something because she hit the she hit the floor hard. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see her come back. And I thought she made some – I'll give Caitlin Clark a lot of credit. Uh, she – she was tough today. She she didn't just make shots. She was tough. And some may say, well, Corey, she's always tough. I mean, watching her take that big hit, go down for one possession, come right back in, that that is toughness. And and, and my definition of toughness as it relates to this conversation. Um, she had a couple of plays earlier in the well, like, don't forget that play the the uh, where she got wind knocked out of her, she was taking a, a charge. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. And so that that is what you want from your leaders and from your point guard and from your tough players. And that's leading by example. I applaud Caitlin Clark because obviously she's great offensively. When she's making those gritty plays, she's even better. For sure. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. And I think they went – I mean, Aston Grady didn't play a lot, but you've seen her out there a little bit too. I know we talked about her. I think she played like one or two minutes, but you've still seen her out there a little bit. So, like – it's just interesting to see like what they do tomorrow. Hopefully they can get the win, but you know, it's just good for them morale and momentum to get that, especially not saying Kaylin had an off night, but you get such big nights from the other two at least. And that's, I think that's the biggest part. And then I don't know how much Monica had, but you know, she always kind of consistent. Sometimes she'll miss a little bit of bunnies here and there, but she always gets consistent down there. Or you can always know to go to her a lot of times. But one thing I thought was interesting, and I don't know what your thought was. They didn't really double Kaylin. They just like face guarded her. And I don't know maybe if that like, because, you know, like, yesterday I felt like Indiana night, who did you play yesterday? Purdue. They gave us the, they gave us the issue with doubling her. You know, it kind of got her in her head. They didn't really double her. They just face-guarded her the whole time. I don't know if maybe that was their strategy and it just didn't work out as well or what. But I'm well, interested to see what Ohio State does with their strategy. Yeah, it will be. And what will will Ohio – how will Ohio State handle Monica Sinano? Because – that's two straight games now, and Iowa wasn't great against Purdue yesterday, but, I mean, both of these two teams have left Iowa, the Iowa guards open from three and said, we don't believe you can beat us. And today, I mean, especially today, Gabby Marshall, uh, McKenna Warnock, uh, you know, Kate Martin struggled from outside. Caitlin Clark's always going to burn you. Uh, especially Gabby Marshall. She made them pay. And, and so I wonder how will – this may be – I wouldn't be shocked if Monica Sinano – goes for 30 tomorrow i just wouldn't be shocked based upon quick turnaround and if you're ohio state you got to make some quick decisions of how you're going to approach iowa they of course did they play them twice this year yeah i'm pretty sure they did i know we played them once and they didn't have their best player i don't know if we played them twice but the one time i know they didn't have one of their better players yeah i, I think they just played them once yeah i think they played them once yeah because they didn't have their best player that one game and that's why ohio state fans are like well we might have beat you off with their best player but or one of their best players but i don't know it's just interesting to see because like and then one thing i noticed too is they did kind of double not not monica as much but like monica got the ball and they brought somebody down there you know to like kind of dig at it while you had somebody guarding caitlin and that's what left them so open from the corner so like i left gabby open left mckenna open so like i don't know how they're gonna play it but that's always the interesting way to see how they like how somebody plays you no know, 
uh, Kaylin Clark and just see how we can kind of expose it. I think we did a pretty good job of that today for sure. Absolutely, James. Um, we hope to hear from you tomorrow, James, and hopefully uh, we're, we're talking about two victories, two big ones. Yeah, it's a, long, it's a long day tomorrow, but hopefully we can get two big victories for sure. Sounds good, James. Yep. Thank you, Until sir. Appreciate James calling our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. And uh, speaking of our call-in line, the line is open, 515-635-1601, 515-635-1601. And Iowa Smokehouse, a reminder to check out their great products at iowasmokehouse.com. They're sponsoring our March Madness coverage here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Uh, if you want a better quality snack for a great price, visit iowasmokehouse.com. They offer awesome meat products, even some salsas, barbecue sauces, and ketchups. Tasting is believing. Use that code Hawkeye for 15% off your order. That's the code Hawkeye, singular, for 15% off your order. Yes, tasting is believing. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go back to our, I believe we've got a caller on hold here. Let's go to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Thank you for calling Iowa Post Game. Who's on the line? Hey, Roger, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. This is Roger. I'm yes. doing great. I'm doing just fine. Really enjoyed the game today. Absolutely. Caitlin kept off the off the sidelines. That made him leave the outside wings open for the shots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between the, the attention that Caitlin Clark gets and Monica Sonano gets, uh, and that's the thing we're not talking about. Uh, th- these are we talk about a short prep for Ohio State. Once we get to tournament play, you would expect these short preps, these short turnarounds for these tournament teams to present problems in trying to stop. I and mean, you already have a, your hands full trying to stop those two. But it's going to make it harder and harder when you add a, a Gabby Marshall who's making threes. Um, that's going to make the scouting report that much more difficult. Yeah, the, the other thing is how much Caitlin gets bust, you know, just just absolutely just beat up during these games. And the fact that she's still make, able to make the passes she makes is absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she she is incredible, and and her post feeds. You know, we all talk. I know if you follow the men, Roger, we talk about Connor McCaffrey's ability to feed the post. Let's talk about Caitlin Clark's ability to feed the post, because uh, she she is uh, she is an expert at finding angles, especially through the air. Uh, Connor, I would say, is better at at the the bounce pass entry. But uh, you're right. I mean, uh, Monica's footwork and her ability to seal. You got to give a lot of credit to Jan Jensen and that staff. And certainly Megan Gustafson, who I think was a big influence on Monica Sinano's game. But uh, with those two, it's a deadly combination. And uh, you're right. Clark does take a beating. And that's why I was impressed with her resilience today, because she had to toughen through. That was a physical game. Maryland is a tough team to play. Yeah, I mean, she, People have to realize how far she's making those passes. I mean, she's not making a pass 15 foot from the wing. She's making yeah. 20, 25 feet from the basket. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's it's impressive, and and you don't see a lot of guards in the men or or women's side uh, able to make those passes. Well, I mean, I think Ohio State they got J.C. Sheldon back. They're going to be a, a different team than we played the first time. But when you can get keep the ball in the middle of the floor in the point guard's hands, and your wing players are sitting out there, and if Kate Martin steps up at all tomorrow, I mean that's that's tough to handle defensively. You can't double team somebody when the wings are wide open. 
Yeah, and, and J.C. Sheldon made some big plays down the stretch in that game. Had 12 points for the day. Um, came off the bench. We'll see if she starts tomorrow. But, you, yeah, excellent point. Um, they, they That's one thing if you're Ohio State. They've got uh, maybe a little bit more proven bench production. I mean, obviously, Iowa didn't get a whole lot from Hannah Stolke today. But after Stolke, you're not getting a lot of offensive production out of Molly Davis and certainly out of Sydney Falter. And that's basically it. I mean, Addison O'Grady played a couple minutes. But, uh yeah, we'll see. That's that's another storyline. How much, how with the level of production that the Iowa women's uh, starters got today, and how much they uh, contributed, you wonder will they have will they be fully rested? Will they have legs? And I saw Don's comment in the chat. Your great point from Don. Let's see if Ohio State still has legs. They're coming back from a twenty-four point uh, comeback, and, and that's not going to be easy to to, uh, to bounce back. So plenty of storylines heading into this game tomorrow. But what do you think is going to be the difference with if Caitlin's handling the ball against the press? I haven't seen a press bother Iowa all year. I mean, she's such a great passer. Are they going to be able to, I mean, I don't think the press is going to give them the fits that it gave Indiana today. You know, there, there have been games, Roger, and I'm sure you, you – it sounds like you follow the Iowa women just as much, if not more, than I do. Uh, there have been games this season where Iowa has turned the ball over. But uh, for the most part, despite I, how Iowa runs the ball up and down the court like the Iowa men do – they do take care of the basketball. A lot of that is Caitlin Clark. But you got to give Gabby Marshall credit. Uh, she's not going to break you down off the dribble, but she is solid with the basketball. And frankly, Molly Davis is good with the basketball. So they've got good ball handlers. And you're right. We'll see. I mean, Ohio State had to use that to pre- uh, press today to come back. Uh, I-, I will be interested to see how they utilize that because, as you know, there are times when you break a press and it turns into easy buckets. And the last thing you want if you're Ohio State is to get into a big deficit because you brought the press out a little bit too often early. And Iowa, and I know it's a quick turnaround, but they're going to see they, – I'm sure they were watching, or at least one of the coaches has tape from today's game against Indiana. They were watching that press and how it gave the Hoosiers fits. And this isn't the first time these two teams have played. You're right. They get Sheldon back. But uh, I, I would be surprised if Ohio State presses as much just because – Again, they had to to come back from 24 down. But uh, I have trust in Iowa's guards to take care of the basketball. Uh, they've done so most of the time this year. There have been games, but for the most part, they've taken care of the basketball. I was really shocked to see Grace Berger have so much problems because I think she's one of the best guards in the Big yeah, Ten. True. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I don't know how many turnovers. see, Berger had uh, 20 points. Uh, she just had two turnovers, but uh, – yeah, I mean, Indiana's got a good guard court as well. So uh, we'll see. Um, you know, again, I, I if I'm Iowa right now, uh, with the way Gabby Marshall shooting the ball and with the way uh, uh, Caitlin Clark shooting the ball, the way that uh, McKenna Warnock shooting the ball, um, I'm fine with having to come out of break press early. And, you know, I think if you get this team on your heels, Indiana's not a team that, uh, offensively, I mean, they're they're just really good all the way around, and obviously that reflected in their twenty-seven and three record this year. But Iowa, you get out in front, and you're Iowa. It's hard to come back. I give Maryland credit today because Iowa built an early lead. Maryland fought back, tied it up at seventy-nine late. If I'm Ohio State, I'm very careful of how I approach defending Iowa t- tomorrow. Iowa's, I think, going to be the heavy favorite, just points wise, spread wise. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how both teams approach. Uh, that contest. Well, the fastest way to get the team to quit pressing is to go through it and score layups or, or threes exactly. on transition. Exactly. And yep. I think that's what I, I was the best at. I don't think there's anybody better in the Big Ten at that than they are. Absolutely. No, I agree with you, sir. 
So, well, hey, thanks for the time. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate the call, sir. Good stuff, folks. Great calls here this afternoon as we recap Iowa's 89-84 victory over the Maryland Terrapins. A couple more comments here. Roy says, I understand Clark getting mad, but the attitude needs to improve. You're not the only one that feels that way, Roy. I Some people would just say it's fire. I, I like Caitlin's fire. I did think she maybe let her emotions get out of check against Purdue briefly, and that does make me nervous uh, when we get into closer games in tournament play um, because I think she's a better play better player when she's calm and collected but at the same time you got to admit her the chip on that she carries on her shoulder um, at times uh, <laughs> it gives her an edge that most players don't have so you know she's a I don't want to call her a curse she's a blessing and a curse and and don't take that the wrong way her her attitude her her her, the chip on that she carries on her shoulder and her edge, her fire, it can be a curse. But for the most part, that's one of the things that makes her great. So uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, can understand where you're coming from. Freedom, Liberty, I, I did not, for, I didn't mean to forget Kathleen Doyle. Absolutely. Big Ten Player of the Year. She was fantastic her senior year. Sam Logic was really good as well. Um, and for that matter, I mean, go back in Fran's stretch of, of, uh, great players. Peter Jock led the Big Ten in scoring, I believe, his senior year. Jordan Bohannon's the all-time leader in Big Ten uh, in, in three-point makes in this conference. So both these coaches, Fran and Lisa, have done great things individually. Um, James, I, I think I answered this earlier, but uh, what are my thoughts on the refs today? Uh, maybe they weren't the best. I didn't think they were as egregious as some people made them out to be. I thought, I think Diamond Miller's hard to guard, and Iowa's not great defensively and when you're not great defensively you tend to foul and uh that's what i felt happened more often than not uh when diamond miller got the ball inside maybe those some of those were ticky tacky but got to maintain ver verticality move those feet and at times i was a little slow lemansky sonano deserves respect her offseason work and her physicality watch her on the court a thrill all right let's go to Durrell mvp who says a great win for the hawkeyes he's calling our iowa smokehouse call in line Durrell mvp welcome to the show sir Hey, Corey, how are you doing this evening? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing good, doing good. This was a uh, surprising the way I wanted. I mean, they took the lead early, and they kind of never let control of Maryland. I mean, Maryland would make some runs, but I never really thought Maryland had a chance to win the game. I don't know, 79-79 with, what, two or three minutes to go, you, you start to sweat a little bit. But uh, a couple big responses on the offensive end, and uh, that was all she wrote. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Caitlin and Caitlin Clark is an amazing player. Unfortunately, Aaliyah Boston exists for her, but she's probably the second best player in all of women's basketball right now. And with Indiana losing and the way Ohio State had to come back, I think Ohio State's going to be worn out physically and mentally because this is th the third straight Big Ten championship game I was made. I mean, how valuable do you think that experience is going to be? It's valuable, and it's it's like you said, it's valuable having not had to overcome a twenty-four point victory. And as although Maryland came back resiliently today, Iowa didn't have to overcome that that deficit. Ohio State did, so that's a fair point. I, I'll be anxious to see how the the Buckeyes respond. Oh yeah, I think this could be one of the cases where if Ohio State gets down by eight or nine early, I mean, this could be a thirty-point blowout for Iowa. And Drew MVP, did you say that uh, Caitlin Clark is the second best player in the country? I believe so. Okay, James says it's SEC bias. 
Well, I hate, I mean, Aaliyah Boston <laughs> is just a different animal. I'm sorry. But well, about Aaliyah Boston, well, I, I don't understand that argument. It's, it just make the argument because I'd love to hear She's it. able to get offensive rebound at a rate in which no other player is able to in the country. I mean, half so what, the shots. What more does Clark need to do? She She's getting triple doubles left and right. She's, I'm she's, sorry, Corey. I'm sorry. Leah Boston. She averages more points than Leah Boston. She's she shoots the three better than Leah Boston. Uh, she doesn't rebound as well as Boston, but she does rebound well. What more does she need to do? I, I'm sorry, Corey. It's just my opinion. Okay, my opinion. I I'm just, I, I've just I've heard that before. I'm not I'm not saying she's not really good, and I'm not saying she's not a better pro prospect. I think Diamond Miller is a better pro prospect, but I, I just. Let's pull. I, we can pull up the stats. Uh, I, I get they, they've got different skill sets, so it's kind of hard to evaluate when you got such different skill sets. But and also, I hate to say it, Corey, but the winning that South Carolina does is also kind of key because they just win game after game after game, where Iowa occasionally loses. But well, I, I understand it's arguable. Caitlin Clark is the eight. second, be- first best player in the world. It's it's not for women's basketball. It's not crazy to say she's one or two. You can switch the order. She's a great player. She's a great talent. Did you know that Iowa's number seven in the country, Drill MVP? Yes, I know. And they just beat the number five team, I believe. Yeah, and they just beat the number two team on Sunday. Yes, by by Caitlin Clark buzzer beater, by the way. Correct. Yeah, do not not slip down if you're guarding Caitlin Clark with only five seconds to go. That's helpful advice for Indiana. So let's just real quickly. Let's just, just for the sake of this discussion, let's just look at the the two te- the two players' stats. Leah Boston for the seasons averaging thirteen points per game, ten boards, two assists. She's shooting fifty seven percent from the field. Caitlin Clark twenty seven points per game, eight rebounds a game, eight assists per game, forty seven percent from the field. Th- those numbers aren't even close, Drew. They're not even close. Yeah, you're you're you. Those numbers aren't close. You're right. I'm surprised Caitlin Clark has eight rebounds a game. That's surprising to me, to be honest. I that's mean, a lot. For for a guard. Yeah, exactly. For a guard. Well, that's a lot for anybody, but especially for a guard. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. Uh, she's shooting, uh, let's see, she's shooting uh, 38% from three. And uh, does Boston even shoot threes? No, uh, not really, unless if it's one of those where she has to hoist it up type thing. She's- She's shooting twelve percent from three. Uh, Clark is eighty-four uh, percent from the free throw line. Aaliyah Boston seventy-five percent from the free throw line. Uh, Boston two blocks a game to Clark's one. Clark two steals per game to uh, Aaliyah Boston's one. Uh, okay, okay, Corey, I get, it, I get it, I get Clark, it. Clark averages twenty-seven minutes played to Boston's twenty-six, so those are pretty comparable. Um. I get it, Corey. I get it. Caitlin it's Clark not all is about a, stats. I'll give you that. I, it's not all about stats. I, I agree with you. I get it. It's not all about stats. Oh, maybe she's. it's just because of the team Aaliyah Boston is on is why I think she might be a better player. Maybe that bias impacted me because well, they because do. Maybe it's because you're a Kentucky fan. <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with it. Oh, the okay. gap between Kentucky and South Carolina. We're in different tiers of basketball if you see Kentucky and South Carolina play this year. I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm aware <laughs> okay. of that. Okay. And let me tell you something, Corey. Do not pull another girl's hair if you're within a four-point game. Do not pull somebody else's hair, okay? That will just that completely, 
Yeah, in Kentucky, Tennessee, it was a four-point game, and then Kentucky player pulled the Tennessee's air player. There's been some weird stuff. You saw, was it a couple weeks? What was the game? Um, What was the game where the, the, the girl uh, kicked the other uh, player right in the groin? Did you see that? I, see that. I did not see that. that game, man. There have been some weird stuff. He has a sucker punch in, in the men's game the other day. Um, Kentucky got a fist fight two games ago. There was yes, an A-player yeah. fist fight or ejection. A-players got ejected in Kentucky, Florida. I did see that. Yeah, there have been some weird, weird things going on in college basketball as it relates to uh, fights and and dirty plays and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it's just we're, we're entering March and the intensity is higher and and people feel more pressure. And I guess that's what it's all about. But uh, hopefully, you can avoid we can avoid the fights and the the extracurricular. Yeah, I I really like Iowa's chances to win the Big Ten tournament now. Unfortunately, they don't play Indiana, which will definitely hurt them if they're trying to get a one seed but the good news if you are looking at that one seed is stanford lost to ucla utah's already lost and lsu's got to play south carolina tomorrow and if south care i mean lsu's going to probably lose two games all season both to south carolina but their strength of schedules like in the hundreds or 90s i mean it's completely off the map compared to iowa or any team ever that's been a one seed from what i understand so there is, I think, a realistic chance for Iowa to be the one seed, a one seed, if they win their conference. It's, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, that's that would be something. I, I you know, a few weeks ago, uh, I would have said it was impossible. But uh, you know, the great thing about the Big Ten is there's opportunities at some really solid, high major wins against teams like Maryland, Indiana, and you know, probably would have done them better to play Indiana tomorrow if we're looking at resume. But Ohio State's still a top 15 team. They just knocked off the Hoosiers. So regardless, Big Ten Championship helps, and a win against Ohio State will help. Right. And I might have spoken too soon. LSU's only in a four-point game against Tennessee right now. So LSU still can lose that game. But, uh, yeah, Ohio State, I saw, is projected to be a three-seed as of right now. So they're – I mean, that's a solid resume win. And uh, I was already defeated Ohio State earlier in the season. So if they beat them twice in a convincing twice with their, I imagine Iowa's net ranking has got to be pretty good. I, I, I don't even know what, the, do the women have a net rank? I haven't followed the net ranking at all for the women's game. I'm assuming they, they have a net ranking. Um, yeah, uh, let me pull it up. I'm curious here. Um Got it in front of me as well. Durham would be Iowa's ranked seventh in the net right now. So South Carolina, LSU, UConn, Indiana, Stanford, Notre Dame, and then Iowa. Maryland actually surprisingly down at thirteen. So obviously South Carolina's a lock as a, as a one. My guess is LSU is a one. Now if they lose today to Tennessee, maybe that brings that into question. Um, let's see UConn. UConn's not going to be a one. I don't think they're a one at all. They've just got too many losses and against the Big East. Yeah. Yeah. And they played too many close games. They're ninth in the AP. Uh, Utah, though, I mean, Utah's at a lower net than Iowa at at number three in the country. So it's a, it's an interesting one. Again, I I don't, uh, I guess I could just Google bracketology for the women. Uh, Well, I saw, what was it? I believe it's uh, South Carolina, Indiana, Stanford, Maryland were the one. Utah, yeah, Charlie, LSU, 
Charlie Cream of ESPN has Iowa at last check. It was updated this morning. Uh, Maryland was a one seed. The four one seeds were Stanford, Maryland, South Carolina, and Indiana. So, boy, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I The four two seeds are Iowa, Virginia Tech, LSU, and Utah. So I guess maybe LSU's not a, a one seed. You know, these resumes are certainly not re- reflective of the polls. So I, I maybe Iowa is. Maybe they do win, get a one seed if they win tomorrow. Uh, with Maryland, I mean, Maryland and Indiana are both done. And neither one of those teams are playing tomorrow. So that that is an opportunity, and Iowa's coming off wins against both of them. Um, now, they split their uh, regular season games against Indiana, but they're 2-1 against the, the Terrapins. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to talk to a, a bracketologist about all this, but uh, good conversation, Peace Drill. Yeah, no problem. And the only team I heard that plays tomorrow out of them is Virginia Tech. They beat Duke today, but they play an unranked Louisville team tomorrow who beat Notre Dame by like 24, 28 points, something insane. So that would be a worse loss, you would think, than it would be a resume-hurting loss if if Virginia Tech were to lose that game. And not nearly as good of a win. Right, exactly. So I think it's definitely in play for Iowa to be a one seed. Yeah, and M. Finn agrees. One seed if Iowa wins. So maybe that's the case. And boy, uh, if Iowa gets to that one line, I mean, obviously you can lose to anybody. We saw it last year with Creighton, but uh, I don't know that that's ever ha- I'm guessing that has never happened. Um, I'd have to look back in recent his- history. The recent history, they've been close, but I don't think they've ever made a one that I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not sure about that either, but the advantages of being a one seed versus a two seed, especially in a tournament like this. And you said, was Iowa in the same bracket as South Carolina? Is that two C? Because if that's the case, I mean, their ceiling is probably the elite eight. That's just for any team that has to be in the same region as South Carolina. Now you so may they, know this better than me, but as far as bracketing and, and, and seeding is concerned, obviously South Carolina is the overall number one. So my question is, uh, I'm guessing that somewhere we can find the true seed list of, of this bracketologist for ESPN, but I'm assuming that that means Iowa was the, would that mean that they were the the, the fourth? Yeah, they'd be the worst two. Is that? Are you sure that's how yeah, it's? Yeah, that's seen? how it works. The best one okay. plays the worst two, plays the best right. three. So that means that means assuming you're correct, Virginia Tech's ahead of Iowa in the seeding, LSU's ahead of Iowa, and Utah's ahead of Iowa, and so they would need some help. An LSU loss to Tennessee today would help, and a, a loss by uh, Virginia Tech tomorrow to Louisville would help. I still think it's doable. It's more doable today than I thought it was going into today for sure, and that's some positive news. The only negative happened was Indiana losing to Ohio State, but that one helps Ohio State's resume out tremendously. So it kind of goes both ways. Corey, good luck tomorrow. Back-to-back Big Ten champs for the Iowa women's Hawkeyes. How's that sound Ooh, like? Sounds great, man. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Hopefully time at a win. I think it'll be a big win. I think 35 points. Bold prediction. 35 points will look pretty good on the resume. Thanks for the call, Drill MVP. All right. Great calls on our Iowa Smokehouse call online this evening. And if you're interested in sponsoring any of our match, match madness, don't sponsor that. Sponsor our March Madness coverage. Check out the bottom line from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm. At Outlook.com. So the name of our show from the Hawkeye of the Storm minus the Hawk. It's from the eye of the storm at Outlook.com. Yes, the Hawkeyes defeating the Maryland Terrapins 89-84 to to advance to their third consecutive 
Big Ten championship game. They'll have a chance to repeat. They won it last year, of course, uh, in against Indiana in the championship game. A reminder that we've got Iowa men's hoops tomorrow at 1 p.m. on BTN. It's the Hawkeyes and the Huskers. Senior day in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. A sold-out Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Iowa posting with Coach Gary Close later in the day. Stay tuned to the channel for an announcement on the exact time of that show. It likely will not be immediately following the game, but stay tuned. We'll have post-game coverage with Coach Close. And then, of course, Iowa-Ohio State, the women in the Big Ten Championship game, 4 p.m. Central Time, ESPN tomorrow. And, yes, we'll have post-game coverage for that game as well right here with yours truly from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Corey Brad here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. All right, folks, appreciate everybody being here. It's been fun. I love doing these shows. I don't know that I could do a whole season of it because I'm not interesting enough myself. Maybe we'll we'll try to pull some strings and see if we can get a guest tomorrow on short, short notice. No guarantees, but we'll try to do that. A reminder to follow me on Twitter, at from the Hawkeye on Twitter, at from the Hawkeye on Instagram, also from the Hawk from, from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook. Please share the show out on social media. If you're enjoying the content, others will as well. You can become a premium subscriber by clicking that little join button next to the channel name below also we've got merchandise our merch our hats our shirts our mugs all of that is available click the link in the description below for details on our merch store and you can shop amazon with us that's supporting the show as well when you make your everyday amazon purchases through our link you are supporting the work done here at from the hawkeye of the storm we'll talk to you following iowa hoops tomorrow the women and the men playing stay tuned for announcements on the schedule for tomorrow's programming with the hawkeyes taking on the huskers first up sunday 1 p.m central time on BTN. We'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Have a good night.